0: Good morning, East St. Paul residents, communities, neighbors. This is your UnBoozy Foodie. Thank you so much for joining me once again this morning. As always, every Saturday at 10 a.m., uh, right here on WEQY 104.7, the voice of the East Side. Again, we appreciate you listening in. Uh, Please keep in mind that you are currently listening to WEQILP St. Paul. As always, I am going to be bringing you information about food. And let's just get started. I mean, there's just amazing stuff that are happening right now. Well, for one, I gotta tell y'all, I know as much as I talk about, you know, farmers markets and so forth, you know, Today you should go St. Paul's winter farmer's markets opens today Opens today so from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m Saturday and that's December 3rd to April 15th Why can't April 15th come fast enough anyway? (laughs) um, Along Wall Street and Golden Deli uh, Inside Golden Deli that is um, the address is 275 East 4th Street in Lower Town. I, I know I'm jumping right in because there's a, a number of other food uh, farmers markets that I'd like to discuss and talk about. Um, but some examples of what food items are actually going to be available uh, at the farmers market. Uh, there's going to be baked goods, cheese. Chocolate, eggs, honey, jams, and jellies. I really like the baked goods. Um, I remember I had gotten some ciabatta last season um, from uh, the inside the winter farmers market from one of the vendors there. Um, it was amazing stuff. Uh, you know, I I like the way that one it's done uh, prepared locally. Uh, the address and everything that's on the on the label and the packaging. Um, And it's fresh. It's not something that has been sitting out, you know, a couple of weeks or something like that. No, they prepare it um, that prior week Um, and not even that prior week. I think they even mentioned that it was like a few days and because they had to do the packaging and so forth anyway. um, But aside from that, uh, the cheese, the variety of cheese that is available from the vendors that are there. Uh, I'm a, when you're a foodie, if you don't feel the same way, I think probably you probably have to get involved enough to really understand about the different types of cheeses. And for me, how the first thing I start to think of is what can I do with this cheese? What can I add to it? What can I make with it? All of that. So having the variety of cheeses that they offer, and this is again just at the St. Paul's Farmers Market, Winter Market. Let me let me specify that it's the Winter Market, uh, and again it's going to be from December third today to April fifteenth. That's along Wall Street, and then inside Golden Delis. That's from nine a.m. to uh, one p.m. So already you're about an hour behind. Get out there, please. <laughs> as I'm always going to talk about farmers markets and so forth. But, uh, you know, ones that are in the area uh, or abroad, you know, if you're streaming the show live, um, you know, if you're from you're listening in Cali, I know you got <laughs> farmers markets there, too. But here in St. Paul, uh, East St. Paul, uh, the surrounding areas, um, information, you know, for you, for instance, like Oakdale. Oakdale has one. This is not this week. It's their starts next week. Um, but theirs is a little bit different. You know, the Oakdale indoor uh, market. It's Saturdays, uh, December 10th, January 7th and the 21st, uh, February 4th and then the 18th, March 4th and the 18th. Uh, and it's located at the Oakdale Discovery Center and so if you're familiar with that it is located the address is 4444 uh 4444 north hadley avenue and this is going to be from 9 a.m to 1 p.m so you have time you can prepare get an idea of what uh things you might be interested in but you know definitely the farmers uh, the st paul farmers mark winter market i keep gotta keep saying that i'm excited more about uh having the farmer's market in general um be available so don't don't judge me don't judge me (laughs) as i was driving in this morning the first thing the things that were in my head um (laughs) i was for whatever reason thinking about um nat king cole singing uh you know the christmas song or the holiday song um you know chestnuts roasting on an Open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Sorry. Yeah, it's cold outside too. So that's all what's adding to all of my, (laughs) what the craziness that's going on in my head right now. So (laughs) I know um, the goofiness. (laughs) Um, But getting back to the farmer's markets that are available, uh, that one that I mentioned for Oakdale, um, they have... Uh, a number of uh, items, too, that are a little bit different, but still the same. You know, vendors are, are different or they may go from farmer's market to farmer's market. Um, but uh, the samplings of food that they offered there canned products, uh, root vegetables, um, you know, root vegetables being uh, sweet, sweet potatoes, yams, so forth. Um, bakery items. Chocolates and candies. This is the actual perfect time to, you know, to have or make foodstuffs like chocolates available. Because in the cold, you know, you're especially if you're doing things like um, turtles uh, or cashew clusters, pecan clusters, which is giving me an idea. So I better remember to go get some cashews and stuff and some caramel. Caramel. However, you un- would like to pronounce it. Uh, but this is the perfect weather to preserve those. Um, you could have them out and about, and they don't quickly melt, even you know, in your little warm hands. Uh, but a frozen strudel, uh, coffee, and sausages. Uh, these are just again some of the things that are being uh, that are available at the Oakdale uh, Indoor Market. So remember, they're located on 44, 44 North Hadley Avenue. Um, I always wonder, you know, when the other farm, the other vendors that have their, you know, either vegetables and so forth. I mean, do they have do they work specifically on seasonal items or do they have like crops or do harvesting of their food items like year round. Uh, I mean, yeah, of course, I know that they have to, you know, the growth, um, preparing, cultivating the soil, and so forth. But I- I've always wondered about that. I, I want to do a little bit more research and find out maybe from some uh, local um, vendors uh, that are always at the farmer's market. I know some friends that used to live on Wilson Avenue, they have or had a neighbor right across the street from them that was a frequent vendor um, at, I would say, at least more than one uh, farmer's market, Uh, definitely the St. Paul Farmer's Market. But then also, I think I have he mentioned that they are also on the farmer's market on University in the Midway area. So, or at least close to the Midway area, because it's right at the corner or or near the corner of, or the intersection of, oh, is that Dale? Yeah, I believe it's Dale and uh, University. Um, But th- they always have an entire truckload, and they were nice enough one year or one season to give us bags of vegetables, and man, I... I miss those days (laughs) Those friends don't live over there anymore But Still The opportunity to Go to the farmer's market And see what's available Is uh It's always an adventure For me it's fun because It's part of I consider my research And the things that I do uh, For the show Uh, So definitely want to give a a shout out to all these farmers markets and their vendors that are out there i know it's in the cold but thank you so much for providing us with nutritious uh, items you know if you would organic growing neighborhood and community um, gardens that you have the responsibility of taking care of so thank you so much um it's it's greatly appreciated i mean i know that's a i'm a single individual saying that but still um i appreciate the fact that uh, that they're available now, who was I? I was talking to some but i can't remember who i was talking to but it was another friend and we were talking just about uh the opportunity to to cook at home um and i know the grocery stores offered certain things you a number of you know vegetation and so forth that's available but sometimes you don't want to have to worry about you know they may not have certain things that you really want and that you know that you could get from the farmer's market so the farmer's market um, some i like kohlrabi and I, i don't remember seeing that really ever at the at a grocery store maybe i just haven't looked hard enough or I probably just haven't gone to the right grocery store. Which reminds me, I have to go to the Asian market today. Yeah. not. I think I'm going to do... I need some green beans. And uh, some pork belly. <laughs> uh, the next farmer's market that I want to bring out and mention. Um, this one, it's... You know, this one's popular. Because... Oh, what? Do, how do I say it it's 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 huge it's big um and it starts today again there are a number of them that are starting today but um Minneapolis farmers markets it's from 9 a.m to noon on Saturdays that's December 3rd which is again today and then it is on the 10th and the 17th uh the various dates that are, uh, in January. So it's the 2nd and the 21st. It's almost like it's two days, um, out of each month up until spring. Um, or at least until April, the last day is April 8th. Um, so yeah, you, you, you have, they offer a wide variety of things, but there's just something about going to um, someplace that's very that's smaller and local. You get to know the different vendors um, taking nothing away from Minneapolis farmers markets because they offer arts and, and other crafts as well as uh, artisan type of foods. I mean, you could go there and sa- well, I won't say sample, but you could have breakfast, you could have lunch. And possibly even you know a a early (laughs) dinner if you stick around (laughs) i mean i know it's only open until noon o'clock but (laughs) noon noon o'clock till noon (laughs) just until noon (laughs) but because of the different variety of uh, items that they offer uh, and these are cooked items too so you could go there and have breakfast uh you know few vendors down they'll offer some sausages or something of that nature and then someone might have uh you know a, a, a well I'll just say a taco or mexican cuisine or or something there uh at the farmers market the Minneapolis farmers market so it's a it's a variety of different uh foods that you can find aside from the different foodstuffs that the vendors are offering like frozen meats and poultry and cheese um there's just something about having fresh chicken or any type of meat actually. And you know, I, I think it's giving me a a hunkering for hmm, <laughs> for some chicken. it's a really goofy day right now I don't know what is happening in my head <laughs> I have no idea I'm I'm a bit excited I, I just because I don't know maybe because well the winter well you know I'm definitely talking about the winter farmers markets just around the cities and what's in the neighborhood but um, I am excited because of an an event that I'm supposed to be going to which I, If you were at 7th Street Live that was hosted by WEQY uh, in August, you most likely had an opportunity to see all the different food trucks that were there. And one particular food truck um, are, they were offering egg rolls. So, you know, of course, I <laughs> being the foodie that I am needed to go off and make sure that i tasted a number of things as possible well this one it was the egg roll queen well the egg roll queen i'm jumping a little bit around because i'm again i'm telling you about my excitement about things that are happening so um i'll get back to one or two more farmers markets that i'm going to mention in a moment but the egg roll queen is going to be offering a f- well she's booked she's booked but i'm quite sure that she's going to be offering another food tasting But there's going to be a food tasting today. It's already started. It started at 10 a.m. and it's going to go all the way till 5 p.m. I'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, Let me finish up with these farmers markets. Just in case, you know, if you're out and about and around the city and you're trying to find uh, maybe an exciting farmers market to go to that will be available today. Um, You know, I mentioned again the Oakdale one. I mentioned uh, the Minneapolis farmers market. And definitely St. Paul, St. Paul, Uh, but Mill City Indoor Winter Market, they are open today. Uh, And again, I'll give you the various dates that are available. Uh, They are open from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. They start today, Saturday, December 10th, uh, excuse me, December 3rd, Uh, they'll be open December 10th, the 17th. Uh, in January, they will be available just, uh, January 14th and 28th, February, only one day, February 11th, March 11th and 25th, April 8th and the 22nd. And this is going to be at the mill city museum. Uh, the address uh, to the mill city museum is seven zero four South second street. That's in Minneapolis. And again, that's seven zero four South Second Street, Minneapolis. That's the Mill City Indoor Winter Market. And I think I may have forgotten to give you all the farm, uh, the Minneapolis Farmers Markets. You probably already know exactly where it is, um, but the address is three one three one two East uh, Lindell Avenue North. Um, so again, that's the Minneapolis Farmers Market, three one two East Lindell Avenue North. Uh, the mill city indoor winter market that is seven zero four uh south second street that's in minneapolis um you know they're going to have lots of food as well as art um so and get involved out there there are some other farmers markets that are i've not been to this one but this is the minneapolis neighborhood roots winter market they're going to be opening in January um, on Saturday. Uh, I think January twenty eighth. Um, but it's going to be at Bachman's Greenhouse. That's at sixty ten Lindale Avenue. Uh, they're going to offer a, a, a you know some. I di- I didn't know that apples would possibly be in season, but it says that the you know sampling of food subs that's going to be available um, meats, apples, cheese chocolates of course chocolate uh dried beans cold pressed juice kimchi you know sauerkraut and other sauces and sam and syrups you know, they're also going to have and for adult beverages <laughs> adult beverages meaning wine and beer for you know by the class so don't ask me young people out there where's this place again no i'm kidding um but they're going to actually uh offer that um you know the adult beverages you know uh, to an effort that uh, cooperative effort of fulton these are different brewers um fulton um and then kingfield and the Nakoma's farmers markets of south um uh, minneapolis so it that's going to, and I appreciate that it's going to be a neighborhood roots um, uh, mar- winter market. Uh, so if you want to find out more information about that specific one, and you're out and about, or you live within the area, uh, again that's going to be sixty ten six zero one zero Lindo Avenue North. You can find out more information about the uh, Minneapolis neighborhood roots winter market at neighborhood roots mn. That's Neighborhood Roots, Amazon Mary, and as in Nancy for Minnesota.org. And it'll give you more information specifically about uh, the winter market that um, they'll be offering in the south portion of St. Paul. You know, we have, a, like I said, a lot of different um, farmers markets that are available, but um, what does everybody think about? growing your own vegetables at home um i know we've talked about community gardens in the past and but do you have your own garden or if you have you know a space to grow something what are you growing um is it just like standard like tomatoes and Peppers, maybe. How successful are you? What kind of bountiful crop do you have? <laughs> I keep telling myself that I need to uh, visit some friends that are around the corner and kind of like <laughs> pick some vegetables from out of their garden. <laughs> Aside from what they would most likely, you know, have available and say, here, take these with you. Uh, I just need to go over there and just, hey, I, I need some Tomatoes. Or some chilies. Uh, yeah, what kind of things do you all grow, you know, listeners? What uh, do you grow out there? Let me know. You could always leave that information on my Facebook page, if you'd like, <laughs> or if you want to kind of call in and give a maybe talk a little bit about the different things that you that you're growing in your garden. Feel free. You know, here at six five one two zero zero three four seven nine. You could always call in and briefly share what you are growing in your plot of land. You never know, somebody might come by and say, Hey, why don't we come together and make your your plot grow a little more? Oh wow, wait a minute. Oops. I just noticed something, but Wow. Drop something on the ground. Um, that was funny. Uh, let me talk about the egg roll queen <laughs> tasting. Um, I am, I, like I mentioned, I'm excited to go to this. Um, it's from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. What, what she's doing, uh, which I don't think I've ever gone to something like this before. So that's why I jumped at the chance. Uh, to go but she's looking for additional dishes to add i mean everybody knows that she you know really prepares really great egg rolls (laughs) but she's looking for other dishes to have available as well um so you know she put the word out there and said hey you know if you're interested uh and you'd like to help me decide what other type of um dishes to add to their menu Uh, please get in contact with us so you know I did um, and I'm really looking forward to it. and she has gotten really full to capacity the number of spaces that she has and um, you know it's a shame that there was an additional space that was available because I know that there are two or three other friends that I know would have loved to have gone but I feel privileged to actually uh have gotten a space and looking forward to it. Um but uh again it will be an event that will has already started. It will be from ten AM to five PM today. Um my spot anybody be out there, please say hello to me at you know please say hello. <laughs> I'll be in the time slot of 12 to 1 o'clock. Again, looking forward to tasting the wonderful food that she is supposed to be preparing and giving us the opportunity to give our opinions or viewpoints on what is going to be on her menu. So um, look out for that. I hope I'm able to take some pictures. Don't be mad, egg egg, egg egg roll queen. I will be taking pictures. I will be taking pictures. <laughs> um, I, wanted, <laughs> I want to mention, give a shout out to some folks. This is a little bit of a distance. Well, well first, even before I start that, let me first apologize. I had gotten ill during the week. And so I had made a schedule that I was going to be talking about this week about Mex Italian. Um, and so that, whoever that is, needs to stop <laughs> pinging me right about now. <laughs> Please stop pinging me. Um, but Mex Italian, uh, I did not get a chance to go to them because I was ill. So I, that will be on next week's show. The same thing with, um, coffee cup. I have been to coffee cup many, many months before, uh, and I enjoy it. So I'm not even going to try to talk about it. Um, just from that past experience, I want to give you a more up to date, um, food experience or, you know, talk about a visit that I most would most recently have. So, because I can tell you about coffee cup, um, yeah, I could tell you where it's located, which is at the corner of rice and arlington they are available from 5 a.m five thirty a.m to 3 p.m on a daily basis So monday through well sunday through monday sunday sunday through saturday sorry they are available but again like i said i that i wanted to provide you with more of a earlier experience Uh, or more recent experience Uh, I think that's probably better rather than trying to talk about something that I've had months ago Um, yeah I think it's only fair to you as my listeners you want to talk you want to hear about or you know recent experience rather than something that's old (laughs) but their food is good so you know I am not denying that at all you don't have to worry about oh well how do we know that the food is still going to be good? No, trust me. There's always a line. It's always busy. Um, I'm a number of friends could definitely attest to how great it is. So. I say all that next week's show will actually have. Be discussed. I'll be discussing that and bringing that to your attention. It's a neighborhood. They're both neighborhood Restaurants that you know, from what I'm hearing, well, the reviews from Mex Italian are very are very good. Uh, I can't express all the different types of reviews that I was seeing online about it. Um, You know, I'm not even going to talk about Coffee Cup again or talk about the reviews on Coffee Cup because I'm not biased, but. I just I look at it from the standpoint of okay, well, uh, when I see a line of people, or I know that the parking lot is always full, I I know that the food is great, and they're neighborhood folks. They're constantly coming back to the same uh, place, um, and I at times I I trust when I see an older crowd, you know, husband and wife, they're going in together. Uh, I trust that crowd. I trust those type of folks. Aside from myself going in there and having uh, you know a meal, um, I look at older ones and think, man, they must have been coming here for many, many years. Um, why not you know, frequent uh, an establishment like Coffee Cup? Anyway, once again, next week. I assure you that will be on the, on the show and we will be talking about both of those. So Max Italian, I will be visiting you. It might even be tomorrow because I don't have any plans. So yeah, I I think I might have to do that. Sounds like a a plan for lunch. Actually, (laughs) that would be um, pretty awesome. Um, I had looked on their menu and I was seeing all the different things that were available. So, um, I'm really excited about it. Um, and it, again, it's in the neighborhood, so it's not far from the radio station. So after I leave, not today, tomorrow, you know, I drive past and I always see it makes me jealous. I want to give a shout out to all those that are currently listening to the unbougie foodie today on Saturday on WEQI, the voice of the East side. I really want to appreciate uh, and say thank you to all our listeners um, that are out there. Um, I look forward on a weekly basis, providing you with um, new and exciting uh, places um, and just telling you and sharing you my, with my food experience Uh, as well as photos of the different types of foods that are available or that a restaurant may offer. Um, If you're interested in seeing what those are, certainly visit my Facebook page on WEQI, the voice (laughs) on Facebook, uh, the UnBougie Foodie. I'm I'm directing you towards (laughs) WEQI. But on facebook uh the unbougie foodie uh and then i always post pictures of uh, photos on instagram Uh, i'm an instagram person as well um there's just something about sharing food with people from near and far and that's what instagram offers that opportunity so yeah it, it's 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 great. So if you're on Instagram, definitely uh, look for me there as well at uh, the unbuji Foodie, uh, and that's the underscore Unbushi Foodie. My apologies. Uh, the place that I want to talk about, though, and I have shared those num those photos on my Facebook page. It is called. Uh, the Wilder, uh, the Wilder Scratch Kitchen. Now, I was afforded the opportunity by an associate that has been introducing me to just a wide variety of, of restaurants and chefs and places that he, you know, suggested Um not only to give them opportunity to for me to talk about them on the radio station, but we just talked about food and we was just running down the different restaurants that were available or people that I need to talk to or do interviews with, um, so that they could talk about their food experiences and, um, how they've gotten into the food industry or their culinary artistry that they offer. And I got to say with the wilder, you know, scratch kitchen, uh, specifically, you know, chef Jeffrey Lundmark. Thank you so much for the experience that I had, um, recently, uh, you all went above and beyond, uh, and it was greatly appreciated. You know, I hope to definitely be back. I know that it it is out of it is a distance out. Um, they are located in Bayport, Minnesota. So that's going east on 36, as though you were going to Stillwater. Um, but it was just a night out, uh, a a different experience. It's not very often that I drive a distance uh, for a meal, uh, but they are located at 338 Fifth Avenue North. That's in Bayport, uh, Minnesota. Their website, if you're interested in seeing, uh, aside from seeing uh, the photos that I've posted on my Facebook page on the Unbougie Foodie, um, they offer uh, a wide variety of American, uh, great American fare. Um, comfort foods. Uh, I want to say it sounds corny, cliche, and I'm not really, I'm not that way. Really, I'm not. But it's it, it feeds your soul. It, it's good food. He's very creative, uh, very unique when it comes to the types of, uh, of dishes that are prepared. But uh, if you want to go to their website, it is the WilderScratchkitchen.com. Uh and I gotta say that the it's very affordable. Uh, the most expensive thing on the menu is their uh, what is it? The braised short ribs. Uh, actually, I take that back. It's the it's the fillet um, steak. That's the most expensive thing on the menu at twenty four dollars. Um, but it's uh, steak sauce, uh, sweet potato hash, uh, mortadella, and um, harissa. Now, I forgot what harissa is. And I wrote it down. I'll have to find it. <laughs> anyway, my experience going there, um, he that was one of the featured items that he shared with us um, that evening. Very uh, Very generous. Um, with creating, a, you know, a food opportunity for us to taste uh, various things that are on the menu. Um, mind you, I went there uh, with the intent of having the braised short ribs. Now, the braised short ribs, that's only twenty dollars. And again, uh, it has <laughs> my favorite vegetable on the menu, which is Brussels sprouts. But again, it, the braised short ribs, it. Uh, would have been prepared with potato potato uh, a potato puree uh, sauerkraut Brussels sprouts and a mustard sauce Um, and that's at $20 Um, they have uh, or prepared I did not have that (laughs) I I was that was what I was intending on that was what was in my budget and I was probably going to have a glass of cider with that Um, and most likely some dessert, but, um, uh, I, I guess I was in good company <laughs> because, you know, he came out and, uh, you know, discussed with us and asked you know, Hey, and, you know, thanked us for being there and, uh, visiting the restaurant. Um, but also, um, you know, just talked about the style of the food that uh, they offer there. Um. And again, I mentioned comfort food. You know, uh, items such as mac and cheese. Um, I was going to just talk about uh, fried chicken and waffles. Um, the, we, I'm not sure what the draw is. I know what the draw is. No, that's I I, I phrase that incorrectly. I know what the draw is, because um, I'm you know I'm from California, and sorry Roscoe's chicken and waffles I there are so many other places I know their Revival offers chicken and waffles um the <laughs> Wilder offers chicken and waffles so again I know what the draw is um the the different type of Styles that each of the restaurants um, do with their preparation of either the chicken or the waffle, the the mixture between the two, uh, I, I, that's ex- that is exciting. Uh, for for example, with Wilder Scratch Kitchen, they have it as being a breast and a leg, um, but the actual waffle is a cheddar scallion waffle. Uh, and then offers a chipotle maple syrup. Now, that night um, when we were having, if you would, it wasn't even really a, f- a food tasting. I think he was just bringing out different dishes and you know asking us what we thought on on it. Um, he did a different variety of that. I believe he cut perhaps the uh, dark uh, portions of meat from the chicken, probably either a thigh, uh, but. The seasoning that he used to uh, cook this chicken was it was flavorful. It wasn't uh, overly seasoned um, and it was moist. Uh, And even though it had gravy, you could distinctly tell that the chicken alone by itself had flavor through and through. It wasn't being masked by the gravy uh, or anything else. Um, So there was no chipotle uh, maple syrup although I could only imagine how that must have tasted because Chiboli gives you a smoky aroma uh, with that maple so that uh, savory and smoky aroma and taste uh, that you would have. And then to have that over some chicken and then over that uh, waffle, um, the waffle is like a biscuit basically. Um, so so it's, it's more dense. Uh, it is... It complements the chicken or just the dish all together. So really, you have to go there to to truly experience it. Um, We started off with, you know, pickled deviled eggs. And again, if you see that on my Facebook page, it's a beautiful uh, presentation that he offered. Uh, And I like deviled eggs anyway, but we were trying to figure out what are the items that are what is it's a some type of vegetable or or uh, is capers a a condiment no not really it's probably just something that you add (laughs) to a salad or to a pasta dish anyway we couldn't figure out what it was at first because it had a different texture one that but the taste though just was very distinct and you know the couple or friends that i was with um john and kathy We were trying to figure out what is it? What is it? What is it? And, you know, when you go to sometimes to a new restaurant, you you taste. uh, Okay, I do. I'm not saying anyone else does, but I taste when it's something as unique as this. I taste all portions of it one by one. So I will either use my fork and taste, uh, you know, one piece of the vegetable or one part of maybe the meat uh, before I really take and enjoy the whole entire bite of uh, whatever has been you know, presented. But that's what I did with this one. I, I tasted the actual, I guess, the egg mixture, the yolk mixture uh, to see what it tasted like by itself. Uh, and then I did the same thing uh, for now that I know the capers on top but i had to pick off just individually one by one to try to figure out what they were and then finally he came out and i i asked him it's like what is that i i want to say what it is but i don't want to be wrong and be embarrassed he was like it's a caper it's a deep fried caper i was like I know it tasted. It always almost was like an anchovy. I knew it was something similar to a caper, but I wasn't sure because it had that saltiness to it. But it it was a perfect balance between uh, the uh, the egg itself being pickled and then the yolk mixture and the small sprig of of, of dill. Um, and the way that they presented it too was that egg was placed on a slice or layer of a sugar beet, which I mean, together all they, when you put it all in your mouth, the mixture of all of the flavors, um, I don't want to make it sound all goofy by saying, you know, it, it was an explosion of taste uh, and flavors. Um, And it was, it was awesome. It really was. It was just good. And that was just to start off, Uh, There was another dish that I don't think and it was just an appetizer and I don't believe that it's on the menu Um, or maybe he was just trying it out or because he felt it was a special moment. He wanted to share a a new creation with us or whatnot. Um, But it was hearts of palm fries. And yes, you heard me. Hearts of palm. Hearts of palm is a vegetable. A lot of times you will find it in a salad, but it's, uh, it has a very, um, it's a round stock, um, you know, for the plant itself. Uh, but the way that they prepared it, uh, for the the evening, if you would, they cut them up and they pre-prepared them, of course, but they cut them up, uh, in fry shapes, very long rectangular shapes. And then they, you know, fried them. Looking at the picture, you would not think that those are a, a vegetable that is found in a salad, especially if you're familiar with Hearts of Palm and the way that it tastes. I wasn't hesitant. I was excited just by looking at when he brought it out with the microgreens, And then there is an aioli sauce that comes along with it. Uh, I'm telling you, it it looks like a little, I'm looking at the picture right now, but it looks like logs that are laying up on top of one another. The way that they presented it just made it look very appetizing. So, and there was enough, as you could see on the plate. um, To there were three of us. We had a a sufficient amount. Um, I really hope that they either keep that on the menu or bring it back. Um, But I was glad that he was willing to share that with us. Um, I'm going to jump to back to, I should say, the steak, Uh, the filet steak. Again, these were smaller portions just to give us a a sampling of what is on the menu. But that filet steak uh, was was amazing. And I, I, I I enjoy my steaks. I enjoy red meat. Um I don't even eat it as often because of you know just the one the importance of dietary, of course, but also um, sometimes you know our digestive systems might not be as willing to appreciate it as our taste buds <laughs> um, but this was really great because here this was a fillet steak. And it was uh, laid or uh, presented on a bed of sweet potato and apple hash. So with with microgreens on top, um, normally it's presented again with with steak sauce and so forth. But the fact that they, um, you know, for the uh, sampling, it was just something very simple, but done so well. The... sweet potato and apple hash underneath uh, that they laid their steak on uh, was, it was almost like it was caramelized and candied, Um, but still both the sweet potato and the apples were really tender. So you were able to taste, it still had a texture to it, but was very, very, very soft and very tender, Um, not to even mention the steak itself i mean that alone uh was great by itself uh, without having any type of additional steak sauce or seasonings or flavorings and so forth so their preparation of um these items that they provided i'm you know there are other items too such as mac and cheese uh the uh, well i gotta talk about the dessert the dessert it was a goat cheese panna cotta uh and I'm not I was never familiar with the the term or the type of dessert panna cotta. So that's P-A-N-N-A-C-O-T-T-A. Uh, but it is oftentimes done with either some cheese or milk uh, and then some gelatin is added to it and it's placed in you know the refrigeration um, and you can prepare it. You could, they said it's simple enough that you're able to prepare at home. So has me thinking that I need to go off and do something like this at home. Uh, and maybe with some strawberries and drizzle, uh, possibly some, there's a cordial that's out there that I would love to reduce and use, uh, as a drizzle over, uh, this homemade, panna that I'm probably planning to do sometime in the near future and just drizzle it over it's called liquor 43 it's again it's not really a liquor it's I should say it's a liqueur Um, again referred to as a cordial but for a dessert reducing it down and then uh, drizzling it over this type of dessert would be perfect but the way they presented it was just really by itself along with some candied beets and then edible flour, so it it ended the night just perfectly because it wasn't it was just the right amount of uh how do we want to say it sweetness uh and the goat cheese was just it's mild anyway by itself um but then the gelatin it was it was a firm piece of dessert uh and just one that i i want to talk about friends with (laughs) especially if they've not had it before Um, you know I showed some friends on you know the the photos and they're like what is that and I explained it to them um, and they're like well we've never had that before like neither have I (laughs) anyway you know we are coming to the end of the show not fully yet but uh, I want to give a shout out to, again, all my listeners out there. Um, if you have an opportunity to share a recipe or so on my Facebook page or through email, please feel free to do so. Uh, email for is theunbougiefoodie at gmail.com. Uh Those recipes or suggestions and so forth will be shared on the show. So please uh, feel free to do so because, uh, again, as always, I'm willing to. I'm very open to share, you know, that information if you're willing to share it. <laughs> uh, next week, as I mentioned, I am going to be talking about and giving you feedback my reviews from Mex Italian as well as Coffee Cup. Sorry, I didn't do that this week because I was sick, but is always next week which is the important reason why you need to tune in so you could hear that information <laughs> and then of course more information about uh new places that are in opening up in st paul uh, i know there's one that there's a place currently called public kitchen uh, they're going to be opening up a little bit of a special place downstairs from Public Kitchen I've not beaten the Public Kitchen but they are affiliated with Handsome Hog as well as with Oxcart Alehouse so those are ones that I know that I have actually gone to and really I really dig the food there Um, both of them I mean Handsome Hog you know snout to tail who can go wrong with offering snout to tail no one so if it is within your power to visit like those places please do so along with public kitchen Um, that is probably going to be a, a venue that i'll probably visit in the near future and we'll talk more about it i next week will be having a conversation about soups and Maybe even talk about maybe a chili recipe or two, because uh, we are in the time frame where you know you need to be cooking in the kitchen where it's warm and making your own comfort food. I think I probably need to learn how to do some cornbread. I don't know how to do cornbread. I'm a little bit embarrassed to say that, but but you know. <sighs> i like to bake stuff but anyway if you thank you again for tuning in Uh, i want to give a shout out to uh boo boo and the two bears (laughs) you know who you are Uh, i want to shout out to uh friends that are and family that are listening in california thank you all so much for your support uh individuals that are giving suggestions as to you know certain restaurants in the area um, again keep them coming I really appreciate it um, because these are ones that uh, not only do I get an opportunity to you know experience a food that you probably have already have experienced and enjoyed but I get to share it with other people on a larger scale within the community um, I do want to talk about or mention, one specific subject that I would like to ask my audience to consider for next week that what is your favorite item in the kitchen that you use that you feel that you can't live without leave some information on my Facebook page again now I'll, I'll put that information or that question out there so that you could answer but what is your favorite item and it could be anything I mean, I don't want to say the the usual like, oh, microwave, <laughs> but something that you feel that is just a staple or that is a fixture in your kitchen that has to be there. Uh, you can't cook without it or you can't prepare meals without it, without using it. Or that's what helps you prepare the types of meals that you you offer or that you're making for your family let me know and we'll talk about that we'll be taking calls next week about that subject along with all the other topics that i'm talking about and as always about food but once again uh thank you all so much for listening tune in again next week uh saturday at 10 a.m where we'll be talking more about food and topics as i've already mentioned uh, that you could call in uh, at WEQI and share with us and other members of the neighborhood in the community. As always, as I end my show, want to remind you all, please don't let anyone ever tell you what type of food you need to be, because really it is all about the food. Peace and blessings. Thank you all. Have a good one.